World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, scrambling a little bit here this morning. My wife just left with another man. Yeah, my wife just left with another man. She's taking Chad Esses to the airport. So they I just I just shoved them out the out the garage, out into the darkness of the cold. Actually it's kind of warm here, weather in Ohio. Uh Chad, Michelle heading back to the airport to fly Chad on Southwest home to Dallas, Texas. After not Dallas, well he's flying into Dallas. After a, a wonderful weekend with uh Dave and Sherry Allison and uh, Sherry's sister, Kathy, and just we had a wonderful, wonderful time. I'm going to vent today, okay? I'm going to vent. But uh, it was a wonderful time of, uh, more than anything, refreshing for, for me, my wife. Betty came. Betty made it up. And uh, I just thank Dave and, Dave and Sherry. I just thank them because it uh, – you know, we we all have plans. We all have plans. We make. I'm going to get into this today. I'm I'm pondering how to say it. Myra, get ready. I'm going to let you pray us in here because I'm going to have a rant here. I feel a rant coming up out of me today. But I, I uh, we're in Michigan and and we're at an, an event called We the County where people are trying to get organized locally. And had speakers. Bradley Dean came and spoke. did did a wonderful job speaking. Some other speakers, and and uh, it was a real time of refreshing to know that they're fighting fighting back in in Michigan as well. Don't give a damn about the whole state of Michigan. The whole state of Michigan. Whole state of Michigan. We don't give a damn for the whole state of Michigan. We're from Ohio. We're from Ohio. Oh wait, where I just had to get that in there. But uh, uh, we're fighting everywhere. We're fighting on many, many uh, different fronts. Chaos. I'm going to talk about chaos this morning. The Lord's going to have me talk about that. Because that's what we're fighting. Chaos. Purposeful chaos. Myra, go ahead and pray us in. And uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to jump in. Thanks, Dave and Sherry and Kathy and all the wonderful people we met up there. It was a great, great time of refreshing for us. It's good to know you're up there. It's good to know you're in the battle. It's good to know. Courage my heart. Go ahead, Myra, if you will. Yes. Good morning, Harold. The reading today is going to be from 2 Timothy 3, 2 through 5. That is 2 Timothy, mm. 2 Timothy 3, through, 2 through 5. It is written, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, 
Hey, Clay, I'm going to say it. For those of you who wonder, Chad's one of my favorites. There, I said it. There, I said it. Why is he one of my favorites? Because just like a good old football coach, I love players. I love guys who don't talk but play. Chad's a player. So, Michelle, you can reach over and pat Chad on the back right now as you guys are driving on the way to the airport. And thank him for his faithfulness to do what he says he will do, and his persistence to stay in the game, even though it's frustrating. So, uh, same thing, Dave and, Dave and Sherry. Allison, thanks, man, for what you're doing. All, hey, all across America, Bobby Lee, Randy, Clay, I, Mark. I could run down the names of, faith, of faithful people, faithful people. But here's what the... Here's what the Lord told me today, and I wrote it down. That's why, uh, pull up for me. It says, beat the air. Spencer, pull that up for me, beat the air. I woke up this morning, and the Holy Spirit said this to me. The Browns got beat again yesterday. I didn't get to watch it, but they continually figure out a way to lose. And I, and I, I, I bring that up because that's us. We continually figure out a way to lose. And if you were to sit down, and you were to put in a what Hillary would call the basket of deplorables. By the way, the basket of deplorables are the good folks. Sorry from where I've come. The basket of deplorables are the good folks. If you were to put the basket of deplorables, if you were, if you were to pick fill up the basket of deplorables, those are the good guys, and there are more of us than there are them. Way more of us than there are them. But it's like I'm listening. I couldn't watch the Browns because we were driving down the road. But I'm listening to the Browns. I'm not listening. I'm watching it on my phone, actually. And and I'm thinking, dudes, these guys need a plan. (laughs) These guys need a freaking plan. Do they have one? Does Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, does he have a plan? Do they know? Is he just calling plays? We got the best running back in America, and he carries it 16 times yesterday. And you know why? Because have you guys ever let me let me find let me find something here. I've got to show you. Oh, here it is. Those football coaches, you've all seen it. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. They stand on the sidelines. Let me get it up here with one of these. They stand on the sidelines with one of these. You guys ever notice that? They're looking at this thing here. Because what's on that thing? Plays. Uh, third, what plays to run first down? What to run second and long? What to run second and short? And what the other team's tendencies are? And he's got a game plan sitting down on there, but he doesn't have any damn idea how to execute it. So a game plan without execution is literally a waste of time. And so is execution without a game plan. I saw that again this weekend when we went up to hear the county up in uh, someplace in Michigan, Huron, I don't know where it was, someplace north of Detroit. Sat there and there were, I don't know, 100 people there. We the county. God bless the people fighting at we the county. God bless them. But can I tell you the truth? They ain't got no plan. And it's not just we the county. It's like, don't anybody take this wrong. Bobby, don't take this wrong because we've got a crushing hell weekend coming up here. I'll let you talk about it here in a minute. Uh, listen, can I, can I just be honest with you? Just be honest. Coach, I'm just being honest, Coach. What's the plan this weekend? No, 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 no. Not, not who the speakers are. 
I was a football coach. You know that. But I had a game plan. But if we did not execute the game plan, it made no sense having one. And I didn't get our football team together and spend the entire time showing our players what the other team did. Oh, we did some of it. We did some of it. We had a scouting report. We presented to the team the other team's best plays, their best players. We gave them an overview of the team. We did. But we didn't come to practice every day and explain what the other team was doing. At some point, we had to say, I get what they're doing. What are we going to do against them? And our entire approach has been and is, continues to be, defensive information. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. I love everybody in this huddle. I love everybody that goes to conferences. I'm going to gag if I have to go to one more conference to get more information to not do a damn thing with it. Somebody say amen. I'm sick of it. Amen. Amen. The information this weekend was great, 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 great. But I asked Chad... Michelle, who had to sit in the car with me, and then this morning at breakfast screaming and hollering, I know what they're doing. What the hell are we going to do about it? Boom. And there's no plan. Does anybody think I'm wrong? Anybody think I'm wrong? Oh, I got, I got, I got all kinds of videos here. I got all – boy, have I got a scouting report for you today to show you what the enemy's doing. Here's the question. What are we going to do about it? And the truth of the matter is, we have no plan. I'm going to give you a scripture. Pull it up for me. It says, beat the air. This is what the Lord gave me this morning. First thing when I woke up about, slept like a baby. Thank you, Jesus. Woke up about 4.15. Wired when I woke up, from the moment I was wired. <clears throat> and under the Jews, this, this is us. What is this, Spencer? Hang on a minute. Beat the air. This is 1 Corinthians 9, beginning in verse 20. And under the Jews, I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews to them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, I became without the law, uh, that I might gain some of them. To the weak, became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be a partaker thereof with you. And Jesus said to me this morning, Know you not that they which run in a race run all. And only one wins. Only one wins. Run that you may win. Hang on. And every man that striveth for mastery, every man who strives to win is controlled, temperate, controlled in all things. Now, they do that to obtain a corruptible crown, a worldly gain. But we are doing it because we want to get an uncorruptible crown. Now, watch. Here's where the Lord smacked me today. I, therefore, so run 
not without a plan. I don't run without a plan, Paul said. I fight. I don't just beat the air, just swing at everything around me. I don't have, I don't waste my energy just flailing away. By the way, we're just flailing away. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Flailing away. Why? Because the man without a plan is always at the mercy of the man with the plan. And the devil has a plan. And he's constantly executing that plan. And what is that plan? Pull up chaos. Pull up chaos, Spencer. It's about the fourth one, third one down. Chaos. I looked this up today, right? The Bible, uh, uh, the, the Hebrew, hang on a minute. Hebrew, pull that up. That's the last thing I think. I want you to go there first. Because it says, in the beginning, the earth was void and without form. It was what? Abahu and Tahu, the actual word, and it means without form and void. Tohu, Vavahu, void and without form. Form. And God shows up and he gives it a plan. He comes with a plan and he starts saying, let there be light. And there was light. And then he spoke and let there be, let me divide them. And it happened. And he spoke this and it happened. And he spoke this and it happened. He didn't just beat the air and have a conference to go get more head knowledge to not do anything with it. And the devil knows that. And you know what the devil's plan is? Because Abahu, I'm sorry, Tohu and Babahu basically mean chaos. And like I said before, and like I said on Saturday, we got a thousand different problems. And everybody's beating the air at their particular concern. J.R. Harrison, God bless him, is fighting for the natural family. Reggie's fighting against demons. Mark Trump's fighting technology. Clay's fighting whatever he can get a hold of down there. I'm fighting there, and we're all freaking beating the air. All of us. Can we admit that? Can we admit that? Can we admit that on Saturday I was in a room full of 100 people who are frustrated to the very end of themselves about what's happened to their nation, what's happened to their Lord, frustrated beyond measure, and no idea what to do? Somebody say amen. Betty, you were there. Am I making it up, Betty? No idea what to do about it. Just repeating over and over and over and over and over and over. What? Chaos! Repeating over and over as the devil creates chaos everywhere. Chaos, that means confusion or confused mass in which matter is supposed to have existed, but it was separated into its different kinds and reduced to order by the creating power of God, rudus, indigestique, moles, any mixed mass without due form or order, a chaos of materials, a chaos of issues, a chaos of 
theology, a chaos of doctrine, a confusion, a disorder, a state in which the parts are undistinguished. And when God shows up in Genesis 1, it was all confusion and disorder and chaos. And God had a plan. And he said, let's do this. Let's let there be light. And he got the plan started. And as we sit here today on the 24th day of uh, what month is this? October 24th, 2022. Can I tell you? I'm going to tell you because I love you. We have got no plan. Yes, we do. Donald Trump. Vote Republican. That is our plan. And in the meantime, let me take a deep breath. In the meantime, they are arresting God-fearing people who are doing something. Have you, are you noticing that? They arrest an 87-year-old Holocaust survivor for trying to rescue babies. They're locking them up. That, that Chet Gallagher is still getting diesel therapy driven all around the country from prison to prison to prison, not being released, not given bond. Because why? Hmm. If Chet Gallagher shows up with the gospel of Jesus Christ, order comes. And they don't want order. They want chaos. So they take what is a peaceful event in Washington, D.C., and they make it appear chaotic because they thrive on chaos. And in the meantime, their side is burning down things, destroying things, pulling down statues, nothing but chaos being being promoted by the forces of darkness. Anybody picking it up at me? Anybody mm. you know, picking it up at me? And so here's the truth. They arrest Chet Gallagher, an 87-year-old Eva Adel, and Eva Zastro, and Jimmy Zastro, and Cal Zastro. They arrest him and throw him in jail, and then they come and they pick up Pastor Bill Dunphy for speaking uh, outside, speaking the true street preaching. They come arrest him. Hey, listen. Hey, folks, I don't know if you figured this out yet. You know they're coming for you. You know they're coming for you. You know they're coming for me. You know that? And that we think if we just somehow lay low, they'll forget all about us. You think that? The FBI is listening right now. Right now. Hey, they know who you are right now. And we know this, that if they they want to come and pick me up, because if they pick me up, chaos here, baby. There'll be chaos. Clay said, oh, I'll pick it up and run with it. Yeah, you probably can try, Clay. You ain't me. You don't have the anointing I have. They're going to be after me. Are you guys with me? And soon we're going to look around, and the only people that are left are the ones who took the vax and fall in line with the government and bend over and let them have you up the rear end. I'm sorry, that sounds graphic. I'm just telling you the truth. We live in a world where probably 75% of the people you go to church with, if you still go to one of those places, don't have any idea what the hell's going on. They have no idea. Amen. The guy standing in the pulpit has no idea. He's preaching, he's preaching milk and molasses to people. And the world around us is in heading towards utter chaos again. And what's our hope? That we'll get raptured out of here and not have to deal with it. See, here's what, here's what, here's the truth of it. Did you guys ever have something happen to you? And 
You get on the other side of it about five years later and say, Daggone, if I'd known what was going on, I'd have prevented that. We're there. Right now, we're there. And what's our what's our solution? Well, let's go have another conference. Bobby, I'm not making fun of you. Let's have a crushing Satan conference this weekend. I'm going to it, by the way. I'll be the hell of the weekend. You'll hear Tom Dunn and David Heavener and Dave Dobbenmeyer and Diana Ketterman. And David, I'm, I'm going to go hear that. But I, bet, I want to know this. What's the plan when we leave? Hey, listen, I want to know this. When I leave there, am I going to know how to crush hell? Or am I just going to get more information about crushing hell? Or is somebody there going to show me literally how to do it, what it looks like, so that I can go out on the field and run the play after I've been to practice? Or do I just become a color analyst in the war for the world? Am I now just a color analyst and I can go tell everybody else, well, here's what's going on. Look, look how he's here. See how he stepped here and cut him off and threw his shoulder and put him down on his back. See how I did that? Wow! Well, see what that devil, look over here. Look how this guy ran the proper proper route, took the proper steps. See, they do that every time when they run that play. That's how they run that play. That's, that is us. That is all we do. We are play-by-play color analysts and we don't do a damn thing about, oh, wait a minute, some of you are. Some of you are. Chad is. Bobby is. But for the most part, we got no plan. None. Oh, I guess we do. Trump. Oh, no, 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 no. QAnon. I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes. I'm all over it. And I came home so frustrated. This weekend, because the people in that room, again, are all awake. And they came to get more information so they can be more awake. And very little plan about what to do about it. Now, I don't know the solution, really. I'm tired of beating the air. I'm tired of it. And the more we beat the air, the more worn out we get as we fight against the chaos. The less we get done, the more frustrated we become. And the devil, did you see? Did you see the riot yesterday? I'm not, I wish I could, I wish I was making this stuff up. There was a riot yesterday. Carlos sent me a video of a riot yesterday in Port, I think it's Portland, Oregon. Uh, does anybody know what that riot was over? Does anybody know what the riot was over? Anybody know? You ready? Transgender rights. Now, can anybody out there right now tell me one right that transgenders don't have? One. Can you tell me one right? I can't. I can. Can they buy a car? Can they get married? Can they have children? What right can they vote? What right do transgenders not have? But see, you miss the point. If you think it's about transgenderism, it isn't. It's about chaos. It's about creating more chaos. 
The Bible says that we shall know the truth, and the truth, if we know it, it shall make us free. Spencer, pull up. It says read this. I'm going to read Matthew 10 to you. Can I do that? Is that okay? Yeah, it's okay. It's my show. Go watch somebody else. Because I'm going to give you some... I'm going to give you some Christianity here real quickly. I would have Silver read it, but I'd keep interrupting him anyway. It'll be faster if I don't have to. I'm going to read to you all of Matthew 10, all of it. So if you have a Bible, you might want to get it out, and you might want to underline it. All right? And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power. Boom. Hey, Vinny, give me a boom. Because he gave us power. When he called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, the names of those guys were Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, and James, the son of Zebedee, and we don't even know their last names. And John, Zebedee's, uh, James's brother, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Thomas, and Matthew, the publican, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Labius, whose surname was Thaddeus. It's confusing. <laughs> and Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. And these 12, Jesus said, hey, boys, get out there, man. Get out of church. He commanded them, saying, go not into the ways of the Gentiles and into any city the Samaritans. Don't go there. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He said, go get those Jews first. Those, go, go get them first. And as you go, preach, saying, hey, y'all need to be saved. Huh? Come to Jesus. Y'all need to be saved. We just got to get people saved. That's not what he said. He said, go preach, saying unto them, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What? Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely you receive, freely give. Provide, don't worry about gold or silver, no brass. Don't worry about finances for your journey, not two coats and shoes. Hey, don't worry about any of that because a workman's worthy of your wages. You're going to go up to Michigan and Dave and Sherry, why well, they're going to feed you and they're going to take care of you. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about that stuff. Just go. The Lord will provide. Just go. And then to whoever city you town you enter, find out who's worthy. Go there and stay with them. Don't just go anywhere. Who's worthy? And when you come into a house, salute it. And if that house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be worthy, by the way, who are you to judge? Let let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you leave that house or city, kick the dust off of your feet, dude. Because verily I say unto you, It's going to be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Now watch, stay here, boys. Because behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye wise as serpents and harmless as doves, but beware of men. Amen. 
for they will deliver you up to their, the FBI and the CIA. They're going to deliver you up to their councils. And they're going to talk about you in their churches and say how you're out of line and all you need to do is just obey and follow the government because that's the best thing for you. And we're going to put on masks and we're going to social distance and we're going to close down. And then after all that happens, they're going to grab a hold of you and they're going to take you into the court. They're going to take you to governors and they're going to take you to kings. And don't forget this, you're going there for my sake. It ain't you they hate. It's me, they hate, the Lord said. By the way, Donald Trump said, it's not me they're after, it's you. We didn't get it. But when they do deliver you up, by the way, you're going to be brought before Bill Dunphy, Calzastro, Eva. They're going to be brought before governors and kings for his sake. Why? Because it's going to be a testimony against him. But when they deliver you up, not if, not if, but when they book you, when they get you in that courtroom, don't you worry about what you're going to say, because I'm going to speak through you. You just go and you stand up before governors and kings and you tell them boys the truth. I'm going to speak to you. Because it's not you that speaks, but the spirit of your father which speaketh, dare I say it, through you. And by the way, Christian brother shall deliver up Christian brother. And fathers shall turn on their children. And the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. Do you see that out in the streets today, folks? Do you see that out in the streets? Thank God my children aren't going to, they're not going to cheer if I'm put to death. They're not going to cheer but there are going to be a lot of God's children that are going to cheer when they put me to death. And, by the way, love, love, love. All you need is love. The gospel according to John Lennon, right? You're going to be hated of all men because you're carrying my name. But those of you that endure to the end, you're the ones going to be saved. What? You mean I have to endure to the end to be saved? I thought I was going to be rescued out of it. But when they persecute you in Warsaw, go to D.C. For verily I say unto you, you can go to every city in America. And you won't even get into all until the Son of Man is going to come. Because the disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. And it is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. And if they've called the master of the house the devil, Beelzebub, how much more are they going to call his children the devil? Fear them not, therefore. And there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be made known. And what I tell you in the darkness of your house, in your prayer time, do me a favor, go on the street corner and speak that, will you? What you hear in your ear, would you do me a favor? Would you go preach it from the housetops? And as you're doing that, don't be afraid of them which kill the body. 
because they're going to try to kill you. They're going to lock you up. They're going to do whatever they can. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of the ones who can kill the body, but not are able to kill the soul, but rather fear him, which is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for $5? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. And the very hairs on your head are numbered. Then I counted number one. There's one, there's two, there's three, there's four. And he knows which one's number five. Don't be afraid, therefore. Because you're a lot more valuable than those sparrows. And whoever shall confess me before men, a whosoever means that's not everybody, by the way. And whosoever shall confess me before men, I'm going to confess him before my Father, which is in heaven. I'm going to grab you by the hand, and I'm going to walk you right to my daddy. And I'm going to say, you know what this guy just did for our behalf? And oh, my goodness, the smile on our Father's face. But whosoever shall deny me. we got two teams here. But whosoever shall deny me before men, he ain't going to make it into the throne room. I'm not going to introduce him to my daddy. Because I want you to know that I didn't come to send peace on the earth. Sorry, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. Because I've come to set at variance. I've come. I've come to bring conflict. I've come to bring war that sets a man against his father. And the daughter against her mother. And the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man who's standing up for me, his foes shall be those right there in his own house. I'm going to tell you this. He that loves his children more than he loves me or loves his father more than he loves me or loves anything else more than he loves me, he ain't worthy of me. And he that refuses to take up his cross and follow after me, well, he's not worthy of me. And he that finds his life, he's going to lose it. Those of you who think you all got it all together, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose everything. And he that loses his life for my sake, he'll find it. And he that receiveth me, I'm sorry, and he that receiveth you, receives me. And he who doesn't receive you, doesn't receive me. And he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet, Dave, Jerry, in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man, in the name of a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones, a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Hang on. Does that mean some people are are going to lose their reward? You don't hear this in church. 
We don't have a plan. We don't have a plan. Let me look down here. <clears throat> I got a lot of things you need to see. <clears throat> Play the father at the school board, and then I'm going to open it up. I got more to talk about. Uh, we need a plan. We don't have a plan. Meetings are not plans. Conferences are not plans. We need a plan. Because we're playing against a team that has one. And their plan, their game plan is chaos and disorder. That is their plan. <clears throat> so this father shows up at the school board. And God bless him, he does. Let me, let me pause a second. Other than Mansfield, Ohio, does anybody know of a ministerial association, a group of ministers who are getting together and they've decided no more destroying of our children? Does anybody know of a ministerial association anywhere where that would be the topic of conversation? No. When we were at when we were at the event uh, in in the Michigan this weekend, when I spoke, I said, uh, "Stand up if you're a pastor." Hey, Betty, how many stood up? <clears throat> sorry, sorry, just basically one. Two, both in the same church. Oh, two. One was a woman, though, wasn't it? Yeah, whatever. Uh, the other guy was a man, acts like a woman. What the hell's the difference? Right. Exactly. Uh, by the, hey, listen, I got a new term. You ready, Clay? They're trans Christian. They're trans Christian. That's what they are. So here's a father shows up at a school board meeting. Can somebody explain to me why we're so powerless? This stuff ought to be going on all across America. There, we ought to be overturning the tables in our local school boards, and we're not. And because we're permitting it to happen, see, we're permitting it to happen because why? The FBI is listening right now. You know what they're saying? Ooh, ooh, that coach, he's getting a little bit too aggressive. Somebody better go get him. Think I'm making that up? You think I'm making it up? Go ahead and play this. Means I know God. Um, Mr. Amon Chukwu. Yes, no problem. It means I know God. Um, Luke chapter 17 and 2 says that it's better for a person to have a millstone tied around their neck and to be thrown into the sea than for anyone to harm or damage a child. And so the question today to the school board is only you know whether or not your role, the policies, the curriculum, and the things that you allow in this school system in Wake County, only you know whether or not a millstone is tied around your neck. The reality is this. God is going to judge every last one of you for decisions that are made on behalf of children. You know, Amen. this past year we spent $1 million on a diversity office. And how did that benefit black children? How did it benefit children in general? Well, 
of third through eighth grade black students are not proficient in math in Wake County. We're wasting taxpayer dollars putting money towards this diversity office that's not benefiting those who need it the most. 66% of third through eighth grade students are not proficient in reading. Black students, they're not reading on grade level. They're not performing mathematically, and they're not going to be able to get jobs in the fields like STEM. But we're wasting money on a diversity, equity, and inclusion office while we are failing black students in the name of diversity. You know, in the Jim Crow era, black students were locked out of the public school system. But today they are trapped in. And many of these students need options. They need school choice. They need the opportunity to take their taxpayer dollars and take it to school systems that will benefit them and support them and educate them. And as we talk about inclusion and making sure that the trans student feels comfortable and the queer student feels comfortable, what does that have to do with reading, writing, and arithmetic? As we are, in, oh, as we, as we are teaching cultural Marxism and grooming children to be the next pervert, we are damaging our kids in this public school system, and it needs to stop. What's the plan? What's the plan? Pardon me a second, Clay. <clears throat> Let me turn up my microphone. What's the plan? Ooh. Right? God bless him. God bless him. Hang on. What's the plan? Now, one more thing, and then I'm going to open it up. I'm going to give you a website that you can do some searching on your own. You can put this in the chat, in fact. Uh, It says uh, Truth of J6. Truth of J6. Truth of J6. I just found this today. That's the title of it. Truth, I'm sorry, J6truth.org. Scroll down there a second, uh, Spence, or uh, whoever you are. Look, videos. Look at this. Stop right there. Truth in Numbers. 900 plus Americans prosecuted by our government. $2 billion spent on leftist riots. Four deceased Americans unarmed, four deceased unarmed American protesters. Zero Capitol Police officers arrested. Exclusive videos, scroll down. These are all short evidentiary videos that you can watch testimonies of what happened and what took place. Now, this can, this can work a couple different ways for you. It can give you a great big head so you can go to another conference and talk about it. Or it can propel us into some type of action. You say, coach, what kind of action? Coach, if I speak up, they might arrest, might arrest me. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're sort of doing that everywhere, right? In fact, they're kind of arresting the important leaders first. Have you noticed that? Notice that? Notice what's going on? So put that in the chat. J6truth.org. 
arm yourself, share the videos. But at some point, we got to come up with a game plan. Joe Allen, come on in. I'm opening it up. I've gone for almost 50 minutes. Come on in, Joe. We'll give you just a little quick analogy. You see, if you go out on, on a shooting range and you're shooting at a target, it's not shooting back. When the bullets start coming your way, you're going to hop, go behind a wall, and coward. This message, Coach, that you just did today should be said every time you go to these, convic- these areas of convictions. Every yeah. time. Because they're going to coward behind the wall. Why do you see them trying to destroy the military? Because they know men and women are going to get up there and fight, and they're pushing this jab on them so they won't be up there. Amen. Amen. It's like our police officers on the street. Our preachers are cowarding. Can I tell you this, folks? Bless you, Joe. I'm, I hate to tell you this. Some of us are going to have to lay down our lives. Julie, come on in. Good morning, Coach. Um, great show. I believe, what about this? What about if people are not fully awake and they're doing all this to wake more and more people up? So they are. They- Go ahead. Go ahead. That's all. <laughs> yep. They're creating chaos, folks. Chaos, and we're biting into it. And we will not get together and fight because we're all worried about our particular chaos. If we just stop this, if we just stop this, if we just stop this, if we just stop, we can't even point at what the problem is. Well, what the problem is, as I said a thousand times, is truth. Truth. We promote, can I, can I tell you the truth? Yeah, I can. We promote sin as okay. Amen. Hey, friends, listen, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I love all of you. I'm going to sneeze. Put a cough drop in there with me. Whew. Pornography is sin. Adultery is sin. Stealing is sin. Lying is sin. Coveting is sin. That encapsulates our government. And it's all legal. And we permit it to be legal. Unjust weights and measures is sin. Letting this group off and prosecuting this group, that's unequal justice. That's not right. And we put up with it. Intimidation is sin. We put up with it. Bullying is sin. And we allow the government to bully us. Uh, What's his name? Merrick Garland. He's the chief bully. He's the chief bully. We We don't get it. We don't get it. It all comes back to truth. It doesn't come back to the family. It doesn't come back to uh, education. It doesn't come back. It doesn't come back to any of that stuff. It comes back to truth. We don't love truth, promote truth, stand up for truth, speak the truth, defend truth. We who know it don't do that. You don't have to say amen. I know I'm right. Jeff, go ahead. Tell us a story, not your life story. Got a bunch to get in here. Jeff and Jack. Coach, all these months of bringing these messages to school board meetings, that's what we're trying to do now, work on a plan. we got something going on. I won't share the plan, but we're going to put it in action here soon. The pastor friend of mine that's standing up said last night, he said, I'm probably going to be in a heap of trouble. So, And we were amen in him. But Pastor Bill mentioned yesterday, too, 
he was contacted and said there's been five other pastors arrested. And he'd like to know, get contact information if it's true, because he'd like to reach out to them. So if anybody knows, share that. Amen. Jack, come on in. Yeah, uh, just a little, just a thought as you were saying that, Coach. Um, we're, if you're able to do and you're not, you're already under house arrest. You just think you're safe, but you're already under house arrest. Or you're wearing a, uh, an ankle bracelet and allowed to go to the next conference. As long as you're not doing anything, you're That's already right. under arrest. Amen. 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 Hey, folks, if your speech isn't free, you're not free. Clay, come on in. People go to these conferences. They told me, Coach, they come to the conferences because they want fellowship with family. And it's like going to church on Sundays, you know. And here's the thing. Uh, If you're not doing something, people come come back from these conferences and they say, I'm depressed. You know, they say, I'm depressed. I got back and I got depressed. Psalm 32, verse 3 and 4. It says, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. Mm. My strength was dried up as by the heat of the summer. Amen. And so yesterday I worked all day long outside. I was wore out. I came in. I thought I would sit down and watch a movie with the family. They wanted to watch a James Bond movie. It was like gnashing of teeth for me to sit there and try to watch a movie because there was other things to do, and I couldn't do it. Amen. Amen. We need a plan. We need a plan. Michelle, then Angie. Hey, good morning. Thanks, Coach. Um, You know, it's, it's really hard to think outside of the cage we've been put in because we think, okay, well, if it's, either black or white, good or bad. Okay, so we know that's bad, so we're going to run the up to the other thing, which must be good. But in reality, neither one of them are good. It's just a way that they get the pendulum to swing whichever way they want it. And as long as, this is, this is scary to say, but as long as the majority of people in this country continue to pay taxes yeah. to the government, they're... It, we're not helping the government. We're keeping ourselves down. We can never own our property. We can never own our cars. We have to register everything to the government. No, it's even, Rochelle, it's even worse than that. They take your money and use it against you. It's worse than that, see? That's it's why black and white that they put in front of us, neither one will get us out of it. That's the whole thing. The plan has to be to not play their game anymore and to completely come out of their system. Okay, but but, but, Rochelle, we need steps to coming out of it. We have to show people what that looks like, how they do it. And by the way, it will not be without risk. It will not be without risk. Angie. Good morning. Well, you're absolutely right. You have to have a plan. And part of that plan is you have to have goals. Because if you don't know what you're working towards, you cannot set a plan to work towards that. And then the other part of that is you have to do the plan. And one of the things I've ran into, and I've been a political activist for 30 years, one of the problem is, is that people just 
don't want to get out and do it. I can yeah. take the plan to them. I've had a plan for years and I go and I've trained up. I've got six counties in Ohio where people are actually now physically involved in their local governments to take back and restore the government back into its proper position, which is to protect our rights and to mm -hmm. protect our borders. And so one of the problems is, is, you know, it's just like when, when Moses sent the 12 spies out to figure out if they could retake Canaan, if they could take Canaan, 10 of them came back and said, we can't do it, forget yeah. it. And That's only right. two, Caleb and Jacob, uh, yeah, Caleb and Joshua actually will say, no, we can do this with God's help. We can do this. I am looking for the two. I'm not looking at the 10 that say that we can't do it. They throw it up. They don't trust in God. I am looking for the two. And so those like, you know, they're, the harvest is plenty and the workers are few. And one of the things I have done when I go to my community organizing meetings is teach people how to go and be involved inside their local government. I think it is a multifaceted um, strategy to work not only outside the system, but inside the system to, then, to if we're going to have any effectual change. And listen, I don't promise anything. I don't even know if we can turn the ship around. I really don't. But at least it's not because we didn't do anything. It's not because yeah. we just went around to conferences and rallies and encouraged each other or depressed each other about what the state of the world is in our country. Um, but at least we have an action plan to go in and do it. And it is not a quick fix. It takes time. It's taken over 120 years to get us here. It's not going to happen and right itself within an election cycle. It's going to take years, if not decades, to try to restore this back. If we Isaiah 56, please, Spencer. Isaiah 56, 10, please. Because, friends, listen to me. We have the wrong target. We have the wrong target. I'm going to say it again. We have the wrong target. I'm going to say it again. We have the wrong target. America is in the condition that we're in because the pulpits are silent. Put up all of Isaiah 56 there for me, please. Here's our target. Here's our target, friends. Listen to me. Here's our target. If we're going to win, start in verse 10. Start in verse 10, Isaiah 56. Begin verse 10. His watchmen are blind. Can I... Can I put my own word in there? His pastors are blind. They're all ignorant. They are all dumb, as in can't speak. Not dumb, dumb, although that could be too. They're all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Sleeping. Lying down. Loving to slumber. Yea, our pastors are greedy dogs, which can never have enough. They are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to cover their own butt. Everyone for his own gain, from his own pulpit, from his own church. Come ye, they say. I'll go out and we'll get some, we'll have a potluck. We'll have a potluck. And we'll get together and we'll have a prayer meeting and a potluck. And we'll talk about how much Jesus loves everybody. And then tomorrow, why, it's going to be just like today, only it's going to be much more abundant. And if we just continue to do that, it won't be very long before Jesus returns and we're raptured out of here and everything will be good. Our pastors need to become our targets. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.